Welcome back to Tipsy Bear Radio. Hey, hey, hey. It's the conversation about how we see it. Just hit subscribe. You don't even have to listen to it. We're just having fun. We drink a bunch of wine. I smoke a party pack of cigarettes. You can fo- <laughs> and you can follow us at Tipsy Bear Berlin on Instagram. And you can email questions to party, because that's what we're having, party at tipsybearberlin.com. That goes directly to our producer, Danielle. Say hi, Danielle. Hi, Danielle. I love when she does that. <laughs> Also, any ideas you have for shows? Any topics you want to discuss? If you want a Lola Rose t-shirt. Everything. Because it's not appropriation, it's appreciation. Do you think I should be canceled for my shirt? The shirt says human. And I have like a trans flag, I've got a gay flag, I've got a lesbian pride flag. I'm only a couple of these. Um, but I was just, you know, I, I I start to wander into the train of thought of what do we get to do? What do we get to present? Like my best friend Tima has an amazing tank top. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a trans flag tank top. Tima is not trans. But he's a supporter. He's, a, he's an ally. He is right. part of... So you get the appreciation card, right? <laughs> I think you get the 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 support that I have friends and family who are trans yeah. or even the beginning of that transition and I support that and I will wear that flag. Does that mean that I'm trans? No. Does it mean that I'm trying to appropriate trans people? Well, I don't think Adele's no, Jamaican. I, no. And, and as I look at it, Sure, Jamaican, she's not Jamaican but like yeah. the Jamaican community in the UK is is big, right? Yeah. That that community is huge. It's gigantic. That's how she met her boyfriend. Right. And um We're gonna go down this rabbit hole again. Do yeah, yeah, yeah. This? But it's it's also like I was just you're, making a joke about it, my it's, it's <laughs> the comment you made earlier of like, well, I get canceled for this, but I'm like uh, somebody's going to have a problem with it because you're missing one flag. And I think if you pick one flag at this point, I think most people know you stand for all that fall under the umbrella. Right. But it, I guess I was asking as a joke, am I going to get canceled for this? I like to, and you guys know, Danielle knows, everyone knows, I like to wear either a shirt that has nothing and it's like stylish and comfy and like whatever. Or I like, I love my tiny tops. Or I wear a shirt that says something. And for me, in my mind, it means I don't need to have a conversation about this because I'll say hello or vegans or hi, how you doing? What's going on? You can see across my chest because there are always these novelty shirts. I've got like Together We Rise and it's the Black Lives Matters fist. And then literally I made sure on Amazon every flag that is registered right now. I hate to say I used Amazon, but they had one below it that had like red, white, and blue fists. And I was like, ooh, uh, no, I'm not gonna bring, it's not about politics, about people. Yeah. So in my mind, I'm like you, we're not gonna have the conversation anymore. Like you already see where I stand. If you wanna bring it up, it means you're probably not with it. And if you don't bring it up, it means you're with it. And if you want to make a shirt with all the flags on it that have this on there, yeah. I, I'll gladly wear it. It's Girl, it's going to be a big shirt. It's, it's, <laughs> it's the I same mean, thing for this. This Lola Rose shirt, which you should you should purchase on George and Rose's Instagram, is... Yes, George and Rose's. Like Guns and Roses. Exactly. It's a rose. I just got mine today. It's beautiful. It's absolutely stunning. Organic cotton. What's dripping out of it? It is... <laughs> is it nectar? It is... Rose juice. Rose right? juice. But in the oh, rose, I know what that means. The rose is in the shape of a vagina, right? Uh, a, a, 
pussy. Yeah. I like using the word pussy. I like using the word bussy for guys. I just like... You like bussy? I love a good You've heard bussy before. Yeah. Oh, that's a boy butt pussy. Really? I, yeah. Well, well, yeah, it's a butt pussy. Yeah. yeah and yeah. so, am I... Am I... Are you misappropriating women, women for saying it's a pussy? I'm a drag right? queen who... The, um, as the natural born female of the group, I will say... I would never have an issue with that. I think um, it's amazing. Daniel, I need to correct you. Oh, Natural born biological sorry. female. Natu- oh, Many of our trans me. friends mm-hmm. are naturally born female. So, sorry, I said that wrong. Apologies. That's all right. Natural born right. biological it's female. It's a conversation. Um, and I have a pussy myself. I, Do that- you find pussy? Pussy I've never heard before. You've never heard pussy? Never so now that you're hearing for the first time in the midst of cancel culture... What what do you think about it? Oh, like how it how it affects yeah, yeah. me? Yeah, like a, 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 oh, a, I think it's great. A, a male it. identifying, yes. For what you? Oh, yes. Male yes. identifying using that as a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it's a a double entendre. Yeah, yeah. Bussy as boy pussy. No, that doesn't. Some people, well. depending on your region, back pussy. My back pussy. Butt I've pussy? heard. Is that you my butt that pussy, pussy. My boy pussy. B u s s y. But like in Louisiana, it's your butt pussy. Mm-hmm. In New York, it's a boy pussy. Mm-hmm. In uh, California, it's your back pussy. I mean, for me, I have no issue. I love it. I mean, I support it. It's oh, great. Okay. Yeah. I think because you know where it's coming from, and that's yeah. what it's all about: appreciation. Or appropriation. I think you have to know your audience. It's like when I scream across the bar at my best friend Kenny and I'm like, hey girl, what you doing, fag? Yeah. Uh, You know where it's coming from, who it's coming to, and the surroundings I'm in. I'm not screaming that across Alexander Plots. I'm in Tipsy Bear, the most comfortable place in the world where everyone gets it. But somebody somebody in there might have an issue with that. And have a problem with that. And that's that's okay. There is a conversation to be had. A teachable moment. A teachable moment. But also, I am not necessarily okay with everything being PC. I'm sorry. I I, I agree with you 110%. I like, I love a good curse word. I love a good. Cunt is my favorite curse word. Pussy. Like, Danielle says it's a great word. Yeah. I should just get a stamp from everyone that agrees with like everything that's non-PC. I'm like, I got the Danielle stamp to yeah. say cunt. Mm-hmm. She's a biological female. Right. I will continue to use this word. I also feel like it, it depends on the person, right? Like I have plenty of female friends or female identi- identifying friends who think the word cunt is inappropriate and not acceptable and it's offensive. It's the same word for bitch. You yeah. Know, people think Which, bitch like, I fucking love bitch. Do you still use... The word tranny. Oh my god! Because that was remember that was the, the yes, start of yes, the yes, yes. Listen, I have a great story about this. Back in my heavy drug using days mm-hmm. in New York, where it was like at least a gram of cocaine, right? A day? A day? Oh, that's nothing. <laughs> But I mean, that's back when it was real. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What I was was an underage alcoholic, like super just heavy drinker. There are a lot of other drugs involved in the next segment. We'll get into that. Mm -hmm. Um, But we had a best friend. She was a biological female, much like our producer, Danielle. Um, Her last name, I think it was spelled T-R-A-N-I, right? We had our transsexual friends, transgender, um transsexual that's all of them right mm-hmm. yeah. yeah we had all them 
And they would throw it around. We would throw it around. Everyone would say tranny, you know? Then all of a sudden, I think it might have been somewhere around like 2008, 2009, somewhere in that era. Yes. It, it became culturally inappropriate. We started to become, I think Candace Kane went on TV, yes. started to wake America up. Yes. And we stopped being able to use certain nicknames. I think it was like 2010. I was moving from New York to Los Angeles. And we were having some kind of like a going away party or a bar meetup or whatever. And our friend walks in, whose last name, T-R-A-N-I, which we found hysterical wow. when we first met her years before and called her tranny. She was always around gay men. Mm-hmm. Her husband was smoking hot. You know, they got married, have a kid, beautiful life. She comes in and I was like, tranny! And some little 22-year-old, and you and I have talked about this, the problem of the younger generation not knowing the where history. they've come yeah, from. Yeah. But I screamed tranny and they're like, you can't say that anymore. And I was like... She's always been tranny. You're around a bunch of trannies. I fought for these trannies. And her last name is Tranny. (laughs) This kid like melted. But you know what he did? And Mm. it kind of gave me the hope in the millennials. He bought me a beer and said, there's so much I need to know, obviously. Mm. Literally, ask me that. Wow. This is my going away party fucking hammered but yeah. i took the time and i was like stonewall bah, 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 you know went through the line um so yeah to answer your question that was just a stupid then, story i don't think we can use tranny which i think is okay i think we graduate and we move and we i don't think if they came out with like a coffee book of flyers right somebody would be like Ugh. Right. i think we would look at it actually from where we've come that's a beautiful thing about being a progressive you get to look back in time and see where you were and what you were trying to achieve. Right. Well, the context back then wasn't negative or derogative. It was right. I mean, loving was, yeah. and togetherness yeah. and a community. When we said, hey, girl, how you doing, bitch? We're like, bitch. Yeah. Oh, she's a cunt. You know, all that stuff was just exploratory emotion within our very tight protected yet expanding community yes you know and now we've gotten this kind of global recognition and we have to start changing the way we do things yeah which is fine and i'm okay with it however and i know i'm on my soapbox and i'll end it as soon as i can i i've only had it a couple of times maybe once or twice in tipsy bear where i felt the need to like educate and not pontificate you guys know me right i can smoke a joint and talk about progressive and it's like you're preaching to the choir just shut up let's have a beer but somebody was calling me out for how i was addressing kenny my best friend and business partner same girl no i had walked in like super hungover obviously on like a saturday night or something and we had met at the french quarter which if you've been to tipsy bear you know where it is if you haven't been please come when you can travel and see it we met at the french quarter right at the swing door and I was like, bitch. And a they or them had a, uh, approached me about five minutes after that. Now, mind you, I'm in my hungover phase, which means I've walked into Tipsy Bear. I've had three shots of Jameson and two beers before I said bitch to Kenny. And this person finds me five minutes later. That doesn't excuse it. I'm just saying that's my state. And said that they were offended by my verbiage to Kenny that they didn't think bitch was an appropriate phrase in such a safe space. Mm. 
I kindly grabbed them by the hand. This is before COVID times, mind you. No masks. It's packed. Move them over in the corner. And I said, what you have to understand is that I've been chained to city halls during marriage equality marches. I went to Washington, D.C. and did the National Marriage Equality March. I worked at Stonewall. My dads are gay. All this stuff. Here's the history of this. I said, we've also fought for our vocabularies. This person didn't know that I mm. own the bar. Yeah, yeah. And I wasn't going to offer that up because it wasn't about that. I didn't want them to agree with me because of a power position. I wanted to give them some insight because of history. And I said, with all of that, I fought for the vocabulary as well. Mm. I'm just as safe here as you are. That is one of my friends who I addressed directly. Right. I wasn't saying, bitch here, bitch there. Bitch. We have that. And... I fought for that, and I'm going to keep it. Just like if I ever see Tranny again, I'm going to be like, Tranny! Completely. And I think it, it works differently for each nectar of, of group of people that are yeah. there. Like, I say the N-word with my, my friends all the time, mm-hmm. and even sometimes in front of my white friends as well. Do I feel bad saying it? Absolutely not. And are, we still in, are we still in this, this mindset that other people can't say it? You survived that word. Yes, also. And I feel like if you're wanting to, I guess, give your knowledge of what you have gone through, I feel also since you are a little bit intoxicated, that there is a moment of telling someone as well that you have the right to say, actually, I would like to finish this conversation, but I don't feel like this is the right time to do that. And so we can set up a meeting to like yeah. have this conversation, but me being in this headspace. Oh, that'd of, be better. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just because I think Give me your information. Let's talk. Let's talk because I want to continue. Like what my sponsor did. Right. And (laughs) and it's not in a way to dismiss what they're saying. It's to say, let me wait till I have a clear head and then go into this because who knows what they have been doing prior to that as well to make them feel this. It respects the dialogue as well, right? It's not just about. their feelings. Because there's a side maybe that they want to help educate you, perhaps. Absolutely. Listen, I'm educated by the people under me every day. Totally, totally, yeah. And if you, I'm sorry, if you're listening out there and you're 35, 40, 45, 50, 55, 60 and above, whatever it is, and you don't think people younger than you can teach you something, you're part of the problem. Look at what these kids are doing when these school shootings happen, when these marches happen. I'm at least a decade older than most of the people I see around me, if not a full two decades over. Look at those kids from, what was it, Florida? And they organized that whole fucking student walkout march and they had speakers and Congress people. Yeah, yeah, after the school shootings. Oh, yeah. And that younger generation is... What did we do after Rodney King? We let black people protest. But no one else in the nation stood up. That's the era I'm uh, from. That's the era I'm from. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My life wasn't affected as a white person. I, I told people to watch, uh, what is it, Riot 90, 92. Mm. Um, so good on Netflix. Not to so give good. out a corporate sponsorship, whatever. No, it's like, just a great documentary. It is. And I, I am really caught. Like, I have a mouth. I, well, the older I get, the looser it gets. And actually, I don't kind of give a fuck. I used to sometimes get on stage and be like, oh, I'm sorry for the." I'm like, actually, I'm not sorry for saying this. I'm going to say it and let that be the end. We're more than open to have a conversation after this, but I'm going to say what I need to say. And uh, it has gotten me in trouble 
Yeah. And, but as Stephen Sondheim says, Oh, my favorite. Love it for you Here we go. Bring it back to gay musical Sometimes you need to burn those bridges for people to learn their fuck ups. Yeah. Right? Sometimes you have to say something. And people trans them. people transform. Yeah. I mean, like, there's a joke that I uh uh we used to call him Ufa Mary. There's this like Ufa Mary. Ufa Mary. He's like he, I think his name's Joe or John. He's on Fire Island. If you're listening or if you ever listen to this, I love you, you're amazing. And he was this big like Tony Soprano kind of guy, but he was the biggest queen in the world. And he was amazing. He was like high up in Macy's or something, I think. And she'd always get hammered at the bar and be like, Oofa! And she always had like this twink on his arm. And, okay. he, and he would always say, I used to be a twink like this. Now I got personality. <laughs> I love it. I love People it. transition, right? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. like I started with like literally two hairs on my chest. When I was 17, I'm covered in hair now. Thank God, not my back, but I'm a very hairy person. Mm -hmm. And then when I like super work out, I'm a cub. When I let myself go, I'm a bear. My nickname's Papa Bear. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. there's a personality to all that. So people transition. And then I see us pocketing each other right. into our desires. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, hold on a second. Mm -hmm. I used to only like, college athlete style mm -hmm. right now i'm like if you can talk to me and i find you attractive which isn't just college jock anymore right let's get to it i love how it changes though i just recently met a russian juggler <laughs> oh i have to hear is this story cool? oh uh, the mic yeah. is yours i mean uh, we were at this brunch then george had to go do a show at tipsy and we all left the brunch me and tima and adam and then we go and... I remember this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit... It's a little bit um, murky <laughs> for me as well, friends. Um, no, we, we stayed and imbibed further. And then everybody left, and then, like I do. I never want to go home. And I sat down at the bar, and this, uh, this attractive bald guy was sitting there. And we started talking, and... Uh, shaved bald or lost hair bald? Lost hair bald, and then shaved the rest mm. of it off bald. Very, very cute. Yeah. If you start to lose your hair yeah. and you just say, you know what, it's happening and you shave, that tells me a lot about like your confidence yeah. and your personality. Yeah. And you yeah. had a lot of confidence. <laughs> <laughs> like right off the bat? Yeah. Well, at first he was, I guess he comes in regularly on Sundays. Were you sitting down? Yeah. Had yeah. we left already? Yes. You guys have left. Because okay. Dean was like, Danielle... This is a straight guy. Go sit next to him. Go talk to him. He seems nice. Like ordering me to just sit down. Matchmaker, matchmaker. Yeah. Right. And so we're talking and he's, uh, you know, I don't remember entirely the full conversation, but he was attractive. But I was also like, I'm not one to hit on guys necessarily. I, well, sometimes, but not always. I'm and just we, gonna let you have that yeah. one, but you saw <laughs> Anyways, we're talking. It's cute. And uh, I just found myself more and more attracted to him, which he's never been my type. Which back to your original conversation. Was he jacked? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good, he had good body. I mean, he had his clothes on, this, so I couldn't this, really tell. This, this, this text that you use of not been my type. Well, this is what that, I'm trying to say. That's her connection. Right? That's her connection. Because so, I evolved as a person, and so did my type. Yeah. So anyways, we stayed at the bar for quite a while. We're drinking. By the way, staying at the bar for quite a while can mean you can see the sunrise and possibly set. Yeah. Which wasn't the case because I was being... I Sunrise. Was, yeah. 
the sun, the sun was up. I was being pretty good. The, uh, the bartender was closing, and then the guy makes his move, and we start making out. And, What's his move? What's the move? Um, I mean, he just sort of leaned in to start kissing me, and like I was like, "Total eighties film." Yeah. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Like he kept trying to hold in my hand. Your eyes, yeah. Like the heat, and then bang. Yeah, and then I was like, "Oh, I don't know." And then I was like, "Oh my god!" He had the most amazing tongue. And yes. I was like, <laughs> George is doing the dance around the living room. Again. And I was like, I know what this tongue can do. And then she had immediate thoughts. You became like the architect of your yeah. night. And I was like, okay, how you matrix know of you? You're like, I know where this tongue's going. I was like, Holy well, shit. If, if your if your pussy jumps while someone kisses you, that is something to just or your pussy or or your pussy yeah. or just any part whatever. of you. Any yeah, when you kiss someone, like sometimes I'll kiss someone and get a hard on. I'm yeah. like, okay. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, is that we were having a really nice conversation. We were talking, we were like, got in some real deep like shit. I ended up getting married. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, and then I, I said, you know, hey, I'm, I'm, I think we should just call it night because he also had to get up very early. And then I walked him out of the bar to lock him out and he throws me up against the wall, like throws me. Like, Wait, which door? Me. Hold on. Which door? The, the, the main door, the front door where the, where the, at the COVID are. check. Yeah. So you're in like no public can see you. No, we're outside. Like I like I followed him outside. So not against the door, against the wall. Yeah, sorry. He grabs oh, my hand. The door. Yeah. Well, we're just kissing, and then he like wait a minute, he throws me up against like the mirrors, and oh, so you are in the alcove. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. For yeah. people that don't sorry, understand the, the geography yeah. of Tipsy Bear, when you walk out our main door, there's about a six foot kind of hallway that is outside. But the building pillars are around it, and we've covered it in mirrors. So it's like a little alley where right. only if somebody directly across the street can see you. Right. So he's just like going at it, just and he's like yeah. throwing up against every wall, and like I'm just like being tossed <laughs> My around. My poor mirrors. Like a <laughs> He's like picking me up, and that's I'm... why they were so clean. He was just like <laughs> wiping the mirrors with you. And I'm not. I'm not a tiny girl, so like he obviously was like You're petite. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like, anyways, he's tossing me around. He's like, like turning me around from the back, like making out with me from behind. Jesus, I, I need a juggler. <laughs> I need to find a juggler. You know, I slept with a juggler in high school. He was a freak. Yeah. No, yeah. no. I mean, this guy's. I can tell this guy's definitely a freak. Cut Is he to, like Cirque du Soleil freaky? No. Is he like doing the splits? Wow. No. No, it was pretty like. Normal. Were and there then rings involved? I went and Googled him the next day. You could. <laughs> oh, Wait, could okay. you spell his name properly? He wrote it in the text. Like, when he gave me his number, he wrote his whole name out. I would never In Russian? Remember. Yeah, I would never have remembered Like, in the name. Cyrillic No, alphabet? no, he just wrote it out. Anyways, I Googled him. English. He's, he's, like, fairly well-known in Germany. You can't say that, Danielle. He was on a German competition, a competition show. show. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of videos of him. Are you going to show me after the show? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go through right. I need to see a picture on it. <laughs> You're taking notes on what you... George has now given a note to our producer. Yeah. It's normally a one-way street. Okay. He, he's okay. an acrobat. He's a juggler. And he's, like, a performer. And I was like, okay. and now I can't stop thinking about him. Did you and... get in a cab together? No, no. He's oh, like, you didn't go home. home? He had to go home. So I was like... Why didn't you go home with him? Did he invite you? Well, uh, yes, and we have a date for this weekend <laughs> where I'm definitely going to fuck Is it. your shift covered? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> She's like, I'm definitely going to fuck you. I told you, what did I say in episode one about how I love independent, strong women? Mm. I attach it to POC, but literally just 
Well, women in general. Just independent, strong women. Yeah. Even if they end up in a place in their life where they're underprivileged and can't be educated, they always turn out an amazing life. Like we see these documentaries and specials on these women that have given everything all over the world. Western countries can't afford to do anything. African countries, there is nothing or it's been stolen from them. Right. You always hear about independent, strong women kicking ass. I think and know this for a fact, or that women are just smarter than men. They are. And um, brain pathology shows that. I won't say (laughs) all women. I have seen some Karens. Oh, no, 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 no. It's not a... That's why I said independent, strong women. Look at most Karens. They are not independent. Yeah. They're not mentally strong. Right, right, right. You know? So, independent, strong But it's taken me time to get to this point, though. Oh, I I know. Yeah, and as, as my close friend, you know this, but that's the thing is... And then, like, anyways, to bring it back to our original topic, meeting this guy who I would never have normally, like, thought to speak to or want to like engage with oh my god but i cannot wait to fuck him like i'm so (laughs) So, excited so wait you weren't going to approach it because of what his looks uh a yes because he didn't seem like my type and i didn't really my type in quotations mind you i didn't really know i just didn't do you feel like your type is just now evolving i think it's been evolving for a long time do you think tipsy bear has anything to do with that yeah i think so i also working well keep in mind I wasn't certain that he was straight or into women. So I didn't know if that I was... happens a lot. Too, yeah. Too. But there are quite, except when we lock the door and someone sits next to Danielle. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, well, we just figured that out. Didn't we <laughs> yeah. kids? Otherwise yeah. they like follow me or Kenny around. I also, in fairness, because they're like white, black yeah. owner. And I'm like, okay, you're a queer. I if they ha- sit next to Danielle. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> you like me. No, I also wouldn't have, I would have been put off by his profession. I would have been like, like, had, so why do we, do, but why do we, no, but hear why me, do folks hear me do out though, now? hear me out. I would have been like, oh my God, he's a circus performer. I can't fuck a circus, but no, I mean, I think, uh, some of my greatest connect, sex was with a circus performer. Also, I just connected with somebody. Like it yeah. wasn't just a matter of the sex, because we didn't have any physical like anything until like two or three hours into the conversation isn't that amazing yeah and he was like a genuinely nice guy he wanted to know yeah. about me i was also as an independent woman you should was... only fuck people you like yeah yes yeah and i also and i mean that personality wise yeah right you shouldn't be a... like that's such the game the... of it not to cut you off and i'm so sorry that i did it's not the game of a 20 year old no. You know, we're in real life. We have real jobs. We have our apartments. We're concerned with our happiness and our health and yep. all these things. So when it comes to whether it's a relationship or a one night stand or three ways or quad ways, whatever it is, I support it all. Yeah. You should only sexually expose yourself to people you like. Right. Well, and not on a physical spectrum. Yeah. You can deal with them. You can talk with them. I'm in a place in my life, you know, I'm married, but, you know, we have our arrangement. I'm in a place in my life, I don't have any sexual, well, from COVID, I don't have any sexual adventures. But in before that time, I, I, I can't do a sexual hookup with somebody that I can't have a conversation with. I'm not yeah. saying we need to agree. We have to be able to talk. Yeah. I can't yeah. do that random, 
oh, you're so hot, let's do this, like Tinder or Grindr right. or whatever the the date apps are that it's always proliferated with sexual intentions. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. Well, and that's why I hold not, the conversation. You, you just hold it like. And because I think because that's so prevalent now, and him and I have spoken about how we didn't like the dating apps because of that intention immediately. And I, I felt, and, and this is maybe controversial, maybe not the wisest choice on my part, but I did tell him halfway into the conversation, I was like, "Look, I like you, but I'm not going to fuck you tonight." Yeah. And he was like, "Why would you even say that?" I was like, "Because." If your intention in speaking to me is just to fuck, that's not what I'm into today. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, I, I, I brought up a topic early in a conversation that maybe was a bit early for that. But sometimes... But that's a strong independent that, woman. Yes, yes that's... I mean, that's, sometimes you just got to be like, you know what? If that's your intention, I have fun time with you, but let's end this here. But even if it's not, not his happen. intention, he already knows, like, this is where this night is going. Exactly. And that and, type of woman I'm dealing right, with. Right, and that's yeah. the woman that says in the beginning, this is where I'm at. Fuck with me or fuck off, you know? Now knowing that actually makes me happier that he threw you up against the glass, made out with you, and then left alone. Right. And then planned a date with you. Yeah, exactly. I think we'll end there. Um, Definitely subscribe to this no matter where you find it. iTunes, Spotify, whatever we need subscriptions. We need reviews. In fact... We just want your love, too. If you give... A five-star review, and you subscribe, I'll buy you a Lola Rose t-shirt. Hey. And then... Up to... Hold on. Up to 25 of them. That's a lot. That's a lot. 25. I'll buy 25 of them. I'll give you a free shot at the bar. (laughs) And I will give you a personal kiss on the lips with the mask. That's a fucking deal. With the mask. I love it. I've been told I'm a great kisser. With a mask? With a mask. That's an active tongue. <laughs> Danielle's got plans for active tongues. Um, so I'm going to try and like revive a lost episode the mm. way like James Cameron did with the Titanic. Yes. Because it was just so good and it was like honest and real and we got into some shit. So there's an episode that we had tech problems with. We're not there anymore. Yeah. Now you can hear us. We're out there. You can find us. You can subscribe. You can also email our producer, Danielle. Say, hey, Danielle. Hey, Danielle. At party at tipsybearberlin.com. Hey. So we had lost an episode that was all about substance and addiction. We're not going to get deep into the conversation or anything like that. Um, we're just going to tell, as they say... For people working any step program mm-hmm. or rehabilitation program to keep it anonymous. Um, war stories are what they call them. So Danielle had asked me uh, to tell one that I had missed during the episode. And it was while I was in New York City. Los Angeles, right? No, I was in oh. New York. I was in what New York. Year? Now, this was 2004. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, okay. like, I won't say the height of my addiction, but I would say the height of my transitional addiction. Because mm-hmm. I had an original addiction to heroin, which, as I call, prescribed addiction. I was a sports player, given a bunch of pills. They stopped the pills. They knew nothing about opiates, all that stuff. Right. And so I ended up shooting heroin, and, you know, blah, 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 blah. Super addicted. This was more alcohol, cocaine. How do I get more cocaine, cheaper cocaine kind of thing? Oh, man, I'm so glad these days are done. Um, I had had 
a long weekend. I think it was a holiday weekend. I'm not sure if it was Memorial or Labor or July, whatever. But the Monday was off. People were out. I was in. <laughs> in my house. Yeah. Drunk as sin. Doing a bunch of nose drugs. And uh, when the nose drugs run out, I started smoking the byproduct of the nose drugs. Mm. Uh, for those of you that aren't familiar, that's crack cocaine. Um, super, super intense high, but doesn't last very long. So you have to keep using and keep using and keep using. But it's a lot cheaper. Mm. But it also makes you super awake and super neurotic. So at this point in time in my life, I had had my window panes covered in Vaseline. And then I would stick tinfoil on them. If you've ever seen the movie Conspiracy Theory with Mel Gibson, this is this is that. Without the newspapers on the wall. Yes. So the newspapers were tinfoil and they would stick to the Vaseline because you didn't have to retape them every time. Right. Because most crackheads have to retape them and take them down and go clean and then go nuts and put them back up and think the feds are after them and all stuff. I learned if you just put a little bit of Vaseline on the tinfoil stick... You can peel it back to see if the feds are after you. <laughs> it's never the cops, right? <laughs> no one ever thinks it's the cops. No one thinks it's their family, a landlord, the neighbor. You think the feds are after you. Like you've got plutonium in the sink. Mm. I mean, the mind just goes straight 1956. They're going to kick the door down and put me in the electric chair. I see this car across the street. It's, a, it's an SUV. And it hasn't moved. I'm like, hmm. As I wish that it happened at the first part of this story. Because that was... <laughs> these two know this story. <laughs> so, oh, this is going to make so much more sense when I finish this. <laughs> it was the next, like, three days. This is alone. No yes. hookers, no lovers. I was a businessman at this point. How many days? Like, Sorry, well, how many days was three. Three? Uh, three. I'm at three days at this point, but okay. it started like Friday after work, yeah. knowing I didn't have to come back till Tuesday. So I was like, you know, like yep. really fiending for a uh, staycation, mm-hmm. as rich white people call it, as a junkie calls it, nothing to fucking do. <laughs> and I was like, yes, I got nothing to fucking do. Yeah. They're all going to be out on the fucking Hamptons. Fire Island, I can just hole up here and use my drugs. So I'm on day three. Yes. The cocaine's gone. Oh, I mean, gone. That's gone for sure. The only thing I have is pretty much booze, crack, and pot. Okay. Okay. So I'm peeling down. I see the SUV. Three days later, I peel it back and I'm like, oh my God, they're coming. They know I haven't left. Van's still They know I need to eat or whatever. They know I have drugs in here. Like, I'm a normal nine to five guy. There's not excessive amounts of drugs in the house. You just go to a place of like, I'm high, they're coming. Right. And so this is, I think my question is, when you smoke crack, what does it do to you mentally and psychologically when you take it? Like, So it's kind of like a combination, right? You get this physical high with a mental high. Okay. You feel like restarted kind of like when people use cocaine while they're drinking yeah like how i did for right. many you drink years like and then you, you get, get super drunk you do a huge line you feel sober so you can keep drinking mm-hmm. it was like that with a mental high of like yeah like everything looked like the sun was on okay even at night it okay. looked like daylight sometimes 
for the first like two to three minutes. You're like, things start buzzing in your ear. You're super hyper aware. The street lights are so bright. This was daytime though. So I'm like squinting my eyes. Maybe the fact that I was squinting my eyes the entire time might have been a problem. Mm. Anywho, I peel back the foil. I'm looking at this SUV. And as I'm getting close, I'm cl- probably drunk leaning or just super high. Like, uh, I see the car beep on beep off. It was the keys in my pocket had hit the windowsill. I was observing my own SUV the entire time. So... <laughs> The entire time thinking the feds are going to break down my door, I was too fucking high to realize my my own car. car. And that's what drugs do. Yeah. And then I felt super lax and I drank myself to sleep. And after that, do you have this feeling of, why did I smoke it and then almost waste three days of like being paranoid? Um, But also... Maybe now I would. Yeah. At that point, I mean, now... I think because of that and because I got sober for a couple of years before Mm -hmm. starting to drink again and do all stuff, you kind of gain this mental idea of uh, what's going on. Right. So, like, then it was psychosis and you just wrote it off to your addiction. Right. Now, if I'm up for, like, a late night, it's not three days. It's not two days. Yeah. I mean, maybe a day and change. Like, I've had a good sleep. I woke up, had a day, and then I stayed at, like, noon or one the next day. Completely. Completely. And that's where I am now. And I think I could only have gained that through my sober period. Mm. So as we always give this disclaimer before I pass it to you. Yeah. If you are triggered by this, hearing this story, it's meant to laugh. I've come to a better place in my life. I am happy. I'm in love with myself. But I only did that by speaking out and having friends around me. Yes. Getting me to a place of betterment. Yes. That doesn't mean abstinence. It may mean going to a program for a little bit, finding help. You can Google help. You can talk to friends and family. Do not be ashamed. Right. Talk to your mom, your dad, your sister, your brother, your best friend, whoever you're around. If you are triggered right now, call someone who loves you. And I promise you, even if you're saying they don't, Someone loves you. Pick up the phone. Yes. Give me your best drug story. Um, okay. Well, I, growing up, I wasn't introduced to drugs. Like, it wasn't a thing in the suburbs. Till when? Um, till I turned, actually, hmm, 14. 10th grade. It's appropriate time. Yeah, San Pedro. Uh, and believe, uh, uh, yes, <laughs> yes, pot. And I'm the child. As you tell me, don't do something. I'm going to do it just because. You've ever read the book Curious George? There you go. <laughs> that was me. George uh, and Roses on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was introduced. I remember this very, very, very clearly. We were after school and. I smoked pot for the first time and was lit. And by that time, I was walking home. So it wasn't you know, like getting a, a ride home. It was like that heavy indica that shit too. Heavy, like like that, whatever, that, whatever like, it is, it's just like, it's Danielle knows it, that trash yeah. pot. Oh, yeah. The first time I, I went to Taco Bell. Red if up. you don't know Taco Bell, it's like 
fast food. That was your first time at Taco Bell? No, no first that was time my oh, oh, first time. Well, I thought it was always the first time. Okay. Six tacos, chalupa, walk home, yes. had six bowls of cereal, pizza toast, was in bed by 7 p.m. My father said, are you okay? I'm like, good. And that was my introduction to drugs. Did you wake up at 6 a.m. fresh as a daisy? I woke up a little heavy just because... Indica makes it makes your body heavy. It puts you in a deep. But that's not your worst drug no, story. That's no, your introduction. That's my intro. And then yeah. as I got older, I drank, I smoked, I was always anti against other drugs, and I had a friend who was smoking uh, crystal pipes. Yeah. And I was always anti against it. I said, I still am. Yeah. If you do it. Fine. Don't do it in front of me. But if I catch you doing it in front of me, I will tell your mom. And I have no problem. And I, I still just don't think, think there's a way to responsibly do it. It's no. the same way I feel about heroin. I don't think there's responsible usage for certain drugs. Right. And as I got older, I was still anti-drugs. I still smoked. Sometimes I was like, eh, a little bit against acid or, or pills. But then I got my introduction to cocaine. San Francisco, of mm. course, had a friend. And actually, that's sorry. the real gateway drug. <laughs> Take that back. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That is the real. My first, actually, my first experience was in New York, staying at a friend's house. A friend was like, I, got, I can get some Coke. And I thought, why not? I'm on holiday. Were you fucking this person? No, we were just friends. We were just like old theater friends. And <clears throat> I remember doing it the first time and thinking, wow. You get this almost this spark of creation that says, I was drunk before. Musical theater. And now, spark of creation. <laughs> Children of Eden, if you don't know it, <laughs> yep. listen. <laughs> and I still never touched a lot of things. Then I became sober. Um, I actually didn't get really introduced to more heavier substances until I came to Europe, actually. And that was at the age of 31, was I smoked, I did mushrooms, a little bit of, you know, acid for here and there. I don't find those heavy drugs. I find those kind of um, earthy drugs in a way that allows you to kind of dig into your soul. Like um, DMT, LSD, yes, I, shrooms. And I always find that I don't like drugs that I am not in control of myself. Like I cannot snap out of it. I don't like that. Um, at the age of, uh, 15 and a half, I was diagnosed with a brain tumor that was the size of, uh, one fourth the size of a grapefruit, which is quite big. And, uh, it was non-cancerous, but it was quite deadly and, uh, only had two weeks. If I did not remove it, that it would explode. And Jesus with, Christ. When you go through that... At a 15-year-old? 15, yes. Facial paralysis, deaf, uh, being deaf in the right ear, and being in high school. How could you bear all of that? Right. And that was traumatic for me, but it also was quite painful in the way that the brain had to readjust. The body had to readjust, and I was in constant pain through headaches every day. MRIs done, CAT scans done. Still can't find anything. Why this is? Why the headaches are continuing? Post surgery, post and, like everything after yeah. that, you know. 
Um, I went to a chiropractor. They tried to fix things. Um, and on top of that, they would put me on Darvacet and Percocet. It is heroin. It is, it is it's heavy heroin. heroin, just in a pill. On top of that, I would uh, have Excedrin, which is an acetaminophen. So your blood was thinned. Blood thinned at 200 milligrams each pill. I was taking at least five pills at one time at like every 12 hours. So I would go through a big bottle and within three or four days, just popping pills, just in case. With the painkillers. With the painkillers, just in case if I left the house, I would be prepared not to get a headache. When I tell you that I was in the, the nurse's office, I missed all of my, my uh, ju- half of my junior year of, of school because I was in the nurse's office. The exact same with me. I can't believe this is the first time we're talking yeah. about it. Like, I was on a couch for eight months popping Percocet. Percocet. I watched Saving Private Ryan 15 times because I couldn't make it through the film or remember where I stopped. Because it was just like, pain pill, yeah. oatmeal, pain pill, oatmeal. And with that, my teachers knew what I was going through. And anytime I could feel something coming on, I would freak out if I didn't have medication. So I was a pill popper like nobody else. And my father actually was like, what happened to all the pills? I just bought these. And he would get mad because... I would take them, but then I would start having these kind of... It's like when a crackhead doesn't have crack, and they're looking, and they start to freak. You you have a fit. You have an absolute... And I had a fit, and I was like, I need these. You have to get it. And then, boom. So I was a pill popper until I was about 18. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) And the only way that I quit taking pills, which I'm still kind of like, was I switched over to homeopathic stuff, working at a, a health food store, learning about uh, 5-HTT, which helps mm-hmm. with the readjustments. And Sammy and, and B12. And, yes, and lavender and all of these things. And um, homeopathic stuff made me feel better about myself, but I'm always anti-pills. When it comes to like other people and their mental disabilities, I'm like, there are other ways to yeah. not be addicted to pills. So that was my, my, my big story is. I feel like we could do an entire episode on like homeopathy and my, am I saying that right? Homeopathy. Homeopathy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I should know that. <laughs> sure. Dropping. No, I think it's interesting because you both actually share very similar stories. Yeah. And I think even that topic is good for another show in itself. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. listen, we're going to talk about drugs and sex and addiction constantly. It's part of our lives. It's yeah. who we are. We'll get into it, don't worry. But, you know, we'll leave it for now and maybe cover an entire episode with it. Also, episode after that, musical theater and theater. Oh, yeah. yeah. Even will, Danielle, the that, producer's yeah. like, keep that talking. Will be a three-part series just yeah. giving you heads up. Oh, yeah, we yeah. can do like Sondheim, Schwartz, Weber. Oh, yeah. We just keep it. <laughs> oh, Weber, you're only getting five minutes. All, All right. right, we'll go into our final, <laughs> we'll go into our final thoughts. Yes. This episode, I had talked about some drug stories and stuff like that. And I um, honestly feel like I've um, balanced my drug usage. I would never say conquered or anything like that. But I show up for work. I pay my rent. I'm a functioning drinker and drug user. Um, Except when it comes to cigarettes. I quit like four or five times a year. Maybe four or five times a week. Mm. Um, 
for the first studio episode of Tipsy Bear Radio, I bought this, like, I think we described it as the party pack. Yeah, it's the party pack. Yeah, I've got a nicotine <laughs> problem. I really have a nicotine problem. This thing's like an Amazon package. Like, it should come with, like, a UPC. It's embarrassing. Thing. Yeah. So, I guess my final thought is always check in with yourself <laughs> and see how far you're going. Because it's real easy to say, mm-hmm. I'm going to have a glass of wine. And then you have the whole bottle. You're right. It's real easy to say, 15 euros per, what is this? 50 cigarettes. Like, that's my final thought. I guess, like, check in with yourself. Yeah. yeah. What's your final thought, George? Final thought. Um, sexual preferences. Mm-hmm. I, I have just noticed recently in um, my sexual life is that sometimes you keep some sexual preferences of what you find attractive hidden from your friends or people who you know because yeah. the shame of of what people say of like oh you like that or oh they're not cute stop shaming people for the likes that you have Amen. and and do not be afraid to like show those moments friends. you know and you know i have a friend who went on my twitter and thought Oh, I didn't know you would be attracted to that. And? Yeah. So what? And so yeah. what? So, like who you like, enjoy that moment. Because there have been moments in my life where I said, I can date you for a short amount of time where I can have sex with you. But I don't think I could go out in public with you because somebody will say, wow. wow. I've done that too. And I, I've done that too. And I've, Maybe I got missed out on a lot rid. of relationships that could have been good because of what I think my peers will say. So, and that. Who you and, love is who you love. Fuck and, it. And who you fuck is who you fuck. And they don't have to be the same. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Danielle. On that note, I'm looking very much forward to getting that D from the Russian juggler and he's yeah. going to juggle these titties. Do you think he can juggle? Like, I may have made the joke earlier, but I, I have to ask it again. Yeah, while he's fucking me? Are you going to ask him to do Oh, absolutely. He's an acrobat. I'm I feel like I know your apartment well enough that, like, <laughs> I can give you advice on how to, like, position yourself. Oh, I'm so looking forward so to that, yeah. like, oh, yeah. Probably yeah. see Russian yeah. Oh my god, I'm Have sure. you felt it? Yeah, a little bit. Ah, <laughs> he pressed you that hard against so the glass. So reflection, I'll be ready for a picture. <laughs> exactly. Yes, oh, next time. Nobody's going to get it, but we'll get We'll get the picture. We'll get details. We'll get the whole story. Of course, we're in the studio. Say goodbye, Danielle. Goodbye, Danielle. Good night, I love you. Good night. We will see you next week. Kisses. Bye.